honestly, I'm I'm really not sure what to say. I don't take a lot of pride admitting that to you, but I'm just not sure. Way more important, they aren't sure what to say. Not thinking they're even sure what to do, as I found out here firsthand. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning from Buffalo. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll take the time to check out. Sabres 6, Penguins 3. The Penguins had a 3-1 to one lead eight seconds into the third period on a beautifully executed breakaway pass from Chris Letang to Jake Gensel. And it looked like, yeah, that was it. All you got to do now is shut down the Sabres. You know, I know the Sabres are a little bit better than they've been in the past. Actually, a lot better than they've been in the past, but still not a super high bar. All they had to do, all they had to do was just play ordinary hockey the rest of the way. They can't do that. They can't do that anymore. They can't play third-period hockey. They don't have a third-period gear. And you know what? Even in telling you that, I feel like we're not scratching the surface. I feel like I'm letting them off the hook. This isn't some visible, tangible, palpable slump that we're seeing here. This is a really wild thing that I've not witnessed before, even in this franchise's dark days. I haven't seen them pile up big leads on opponents and then just, pew, they're gone. I haven't, because when they were really bad and the Penguins have had their rough patches as a franchise, they didn't get the big leads, you know? They just stunk. They couldn't score. They couldn't do anything. This, I'm not sure what to make of. Whenever it comes to matters of uh, possibly wanting something more or less than an opponent, that's a heart thing. Okay, and I have a hard time assigning a heart issue to guys who've won as much as these guys have. But still, I brought it up with Evgeny Malkin after the game at his stall. It's the heart there, the passion there that you guys need right now. Did you feel like when you got the yeah, I mean, like, for a period, like, it's again, like, we, like, lead, like, two, three goals, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, like, uh, for a period, like, I don't know, we give, like, like, uh, we stop playing, I mean, like, uh, we need control puck the whole game, it's like, uh, not just sitting and back and wait, you know, it's like, doesn't matter like what score just like uh play same and like uh tonight like uh have game we play like really good game and after like uh, we classic they score power plays like a couple turnovers and like we lose game you hear that i mean he just went from one thing to the next to the next to the next and the whole time i can tell you his eyes were all over the place he has no idea he has no idea what this is Not one of them is going to tell you it's because they're not trying hard enough or whatever. There's ample evidence that they aren't. There was a ton of it 
in this particular third period. But wow, wow, where do you even go with this? What do you do if you're Mike Sullivan between now and the next game, Saturday night at home against the Kraken? What do you do? This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. You want to see one of the main core guys step up and take charge. Well, of course you do. You want to see that all the time. But, you know, Latang to Jake, making it 3-1, to one, eight seconds into the third period, should be one whale of a dagger. You want to see uh, the team tighten up defensively. But they've done that at times. And through this game, they did track back. They did make extra efforts. You want to see the goaltender, whether it's Tristan Jari or Casey DeSmith, maybe go out and steal you one. You know what I'm saying. Get into the third period, make a few saves. You know, the other team's going to have a rush. Not every decent shot has to make it in. I asked Mike Sullivan after this game if maybe that's one of the issues. Nice way to ask this regarding goaltending, but you know, how much could this team use a big save or a big period out of a goaltender right now? Yeah, I thought I thought Case competed hard tonight. You know, he made some stops for us. The goals that they got were pretty good looks. Uh, so I, I don't I don't know that that was the case uh, tonight. You know, I I just think we've got to be better as a team. We got to find a way to to get some swagger back in our game. And you know, when you go through struggles like this, it's uh, you know we're all human beings. Everybody cares, and uh, you know, and every, everybody wants to, to to be part of the solution. And and so we've got to go back to work. We've got to make sure that. Uh, you know, that we reset our mindset here and, and figure out what, what we can take from this one. This one stings without a doubt, but we're going to have to figure out what, what we can take from it and try to become a better team. You see, he did the same thing Gino did, right? I mean, I asked a question about the goaltending, and he comes back with, well, we need this, and we need this, and we need this, and we need this. And they're both right. They need a lot of things. It's a chaotic process on and off the ice both tangibly and intangibly, I have a lot of different things that I would do, meaning different from the way Sullivan is doing them right now, meaning differently from some of the moves that Ron Hextall and Brian Burke made over the summer. Notably, wow, Jeff Petrie, right? But I'm also here to tell you that that's second-guessing, that's hindsight, and everyone would be a genius if they had the gift of, uh, you know, Nostradamus to be able to see the future. I liked the Petrie trade. I still might at some point. I sure don't now. I definitely don't now. But I, even if I did this whole segment on what a rotten night Petrie had, what a rotten start to the season Petrie's had, I wouldn't even be coming close to touching in the first tier of troubles in hand. When we come back, J1Q. 
comes from a man, Coach Jeff, who asks, is it time to move on from Mike Sullivan? Is it time to tear down the roster and rebuild? Or is it simply time to make a big deal for a goaltender? Oh, Coach, you know, you know the answer to all three of these questions. You're asking them out of frustration, and a lot of the stuff that came this way after the game last night came in that form. There was sarcasm, there was the end of this, the end of that. I'm not prepared to walk off any cliff right now regarding this team. I'm just not. I also was there for the first handful of games and saw a lot of the good things they were doing. I also was there when they got that 5-2 lead against what just might be the best team in hockey, the Bruins. And I also was there when they got this lead against the Sabres. But you can't even give them... I'm sorry, I'm going to go right back to this stuff. But you can't even give them the benefit of the doubt on the back-to-back nights. You know? I mean, all they did was make an 18-minute flight, come up here to Buffalo and play uh, an opponent that really didn't look all that great through the first couple of periods, in large part because of the way the Penguins were competing. If you want to hand them the excuse that, you know, they had the third period and, you know, of course they were going to be a little bit more tired and Buffalo's got this super young roster and everything else here, you're still you're still begging a list of real problems that are now full-blown trends because you're still pointing out that the Penguins are old. You know, the one thing that I said we weren't going to spend the whole season talking about every time they lost. But, But it's there, you know, it's there. We're looking at it. We're watching it. I'm hearing it in the locker room. That place... Last night was about as dead as dead gets. Now, if someone had chewed something out before that, I'd have no way of knowing that. But I didn't get that sense. You can usually tell when the place has been rattled a little bit. I did see one thing that was a little unusual. I'm sorry. I'm not answering your questions at all, Jeff. I'm, you know, just, just deal with it. <laughs> I saw something that I hadn't seen before, and that was Brian Burke standing by the door of what's a pretty small portal to get in and out of the visiting locker room at Key Bank Center. And everyone who's carrying these giant equipment bags that hockey players have, they've got to lug out their own to get them out into the hallway onto the carts, had to work around Burke to get there. Now, he wasn't being obnoxious about it. He wasn't forcing them to, you know, suck in the breath to squeeze past him, but he was there. And I hadn't seen that before. And I don't know if it means anything at all. I do know that the old school mentality of the uh, general manager or the manager, as they used to call that position, uh, would do that on occasion. I've seen Jim Rutherford do it. When you're doing it after... A really crushing loss like this, I have a hard time accepting that it would just be happenstance. But what's that going to do? 
You know, what's any of this going to do? What are your cures for this? I mean, the list is so long. Does anybody really think they're just going to emerge against Seattle and, hey, look at us, we're back, dun, dun, dun. It's just, it's not there. Something's going to have to happen. This isn't going to happen on its own. And if it does, if it does, if there's a couple games of reprieve, it's still going to need to be addressed because it'll be latent. It'll be there, and it's going to pop up again at the worst possible time. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins, and I'll be uh, heading home. I'll cover that game Saturday, and we'll talk about it some more, but wow, wow. Sorry for the empty episode. I've just got nothing. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.